Welcome, everybody, to the first episode of Beyond the Rider. This series is designed to learn about the riding community, their bikes, the gear, their adventures, the creative process, and what their place is in the riding community. So without further ado, it is my extreme pleasure to welcome the Gorilla Biker to the channel. I have uh, been waiting for this day. Oh, that kind of looks like it too. Now I get now I get the theme. Understood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me on. So do I refer to you as Gorilla, Mr. Biker? How do I do this? Whichever you want, you can call me Michael if you want. It's uh, my name oh, is that open takes and away out from the, the fun. <laughs> <laughs> you can call me Gorilla if you like. It's uh, whatever oh, you want, Mr. Gorilla. Well, first off, I all kidding aside, I'm very glad that you uh, you took the plunge to come on in this experiment. But I'm really grateful. Especially keeping you up on a Friday night. Uh, it's fine. It's a Friday. Um, I don't have to be in work tomorrow until 11, I think. So it's all right. Oh, you have to work on Saturday? Sometimes. Sometimes. It's not so bad. <laughs> so why don't you tell everybody about where they can find you on social media and a little bit about your channel? Uh, so you can find me on most platforms. Um, obviously, the main one, the one that I really focus on is YouTube, um, which is just the Gorilla Biker. Uh, you can you find me pretty easily there. Um, the one I would probably use second most uh, would be Instagram. Again, the Gorilla Biker. I don't really use TikTok and Twitter, but you can find me on those as well. TikTok is the Gorilla Biker, and Twitter is at Biker Gorilla. I'm I I don't know what I did when I was signing up. I think it was like a suggested handle. Maybe the Gorilla Biker was already gone. But anyway, you can find me in all those places. And if you're really really old school and want to email me, uh, it's the Gorilla Biker Gmail Excellent. Um, and what else did you say? What, 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 what my channel is about? Yeah, what's your channel about? Tell us about it. Um, well, bikes, I suppose. <laughs> you don't <laughs> say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's it, you know the way some people have like bike channels, but it's bike channels, and they do lots of you know different different sorts of videos. And I, I don't mean to talk down to anything like that because I'm not. It's just that what people don't understand is when they watch my channel at the moment, I'm doing four videos a week and like I go to work and then I do bike stuff. That's, that is my life. <laughs> so when you, when you see on the channel bike stuff, that's essentially you're, you're actually seeing all of my life. That's not work and, you know, editing cause you don't see the editing and all that stuff. So yeah, it's, uh, it's just bikes. It's bike maintenance, bike trips. I like to look at food places while going there on my bike um, historical or in points of interest in Ireland while going there on my bike. And I wouldn't be confined to Ireland if it wasn't for, you know, what happened this year, I suppose. I was planning on going other places, but it, it is what it is. Um, bike maintenance, bike upgrades, you know, just bike stuff. So if it's about bikes, it's on your channel. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't have, I don't have a stunt bike yet or a Harley. I'm sorry, uh. <laughs> but you know, they, they could all happen in the future or a dirt bike or, you know, I, I plan on, on continuing to grow the collection. Some people have plans for like houses and children and stuff. I just have plans for more bikes. I think that's a positive thing. It's a positive outlet. I like it. Yeah. So I guess starting at the beginning, what got you on two wheels? Like, was there a moment that you remember that, you decided to take the plunge um not particularly i mean i i've 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 always liked um anything with an engine um you know i remember when i was a child i was tinkering with the the old carbureted lawnmower we had i think it was a husqvarna actually um you know rich rich person lawnmower husqvarna it's good stuff 
uh, we had a Viking as well or something like that. But anyway, um, cars, we've always, you know, we've always tinkered with cars here. I think it it started when my dad is, you know, he's self-employed and back when I was young, uh, there wasn't, Ireland wasn't nearly as um, wealthy as it is now. So, you know, self-employed business owners like himself, they kind of had to look after their own stuff. So I just naturally learned how to, to fix things while shadowing him, I suppose. Um and then I got my own stuff and I started working on my own stuff. Like I think the first car I went working on was an old square body Renault Clio when I was about 11. Um, and I had great plans for that. I was convinced I was going awesome. to drive that car, but it was like, it was, it was a piece of shit. I got it running and I got to drive it around the yard, but that was about it. And uh, I don't actually know what happened. To that. I think my dad gave it to a cousin or something um, because, you know, I was, I was 11, so I didn't need a car. Um, and then but you were still like six foot five, right? <laughs> oh yeah of course i've actually shrunk i started at six foot ten and have shrunk since then you know gravity gravity plays its part it's terrible um and then yeah bikes bikes my parents actually hate bikes um most of most of my family don't like bikes uh just just my uncle uh loves them and i would like to give it all to him you know attribute it all to him but i was always watching moto gp um, I remember on the one of the free to air channels used to have like reruns of you know um, uh, BSB uh, British Super Superbikes, so I used to watch that. I always loved Formula One um, and bikes, any bike racing at all, and I still love watching, uh, in particular bikes. Still follow Formula One. It's not as exciting as it used to be, but yeah, I always loved watching bikes. So you're not a NASCAR that's, fan. That's you don't want to watch me. cars go in circles. Ah, okay. I don't want to. It's I don't not a sport. People. I don't want to. No, no. People, but my mother's gonna tried, unsubscribe, but it'll be okay. <laughs> I tried to watch NASCAR once or twice. Um, it's just not for me. Now, Formula One's definitely a. Uh, it's a very high tech sport too. It, it is. A really it is cool form of racing. It is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Does the high tech take away from from it a little bit these days? You know, but it is what it is. I think you have to get over it because. Even with, you know, like British Superbikes now, um, there's technology there that when someone comes into a corner and they're riding an inline four, it actually shuts off two cylinders so that you don't have that wicked power that, you know, will just kick you off a bike and high side you. It actually turns off two cylinders while you're banking. Um, and then there's, you know, there's lean sensors and all that stuff. So uh, bikes are bikes are there. I don't know if people realize it, but the technology is there for bikes as well. They're crazy, crazy techno- technologically advanced these days. Yeah, it's amazing what they're putting into to the bikes for sure. Mm. Even, so, what even was your tours? The single cylinder yeah. deactivation, you know. My my back uh, cylinder turns off at a stoplight, but that's not really technology. <laughs> I I think that is that's really cool when you think about it. I mean, the heat saving and everything. That's like whoever whoever was sitting that definitely was a bike rider thought of. They were sitting at a traffic light or something, and they went, "Whoa, I'm cooking my testicles." Um, <laughs> And they were like, you know what? Do we even need that cylinder when we're idling? We probably don't. Let's just turn it off. That's why you got 1,800 cc's, right? <laughs> turn it off. We don't need it. Yeah. That's actually know? interesting. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's definitely, I think in some ways it takes away from it, some of the technology. In some ways it adds to it. It's kind of a fine balance. All right. Not, not to completely derail the question process, but the total no, we're technology derailing. We're going, baby. Uh, <laughs> the whole technology argument, you know, the thing about bikes with me and, you know, we completely take cars, put them in a box, 
put them to one side because loads of people use cars for like moving their children places and stuff. So they have to be safe. You know, they're for groceries, moving children, moving grandparents, you know, the cars need to be safe and super reliable. Um, I have no issue with technology on bikes. Uh, I, I obviously I have quite a few older carbureted bikes now, but my daily bike is my, my CBF. And if I could afford it, I would have some form of 2020 brand new bike for my daily bike. It's, it's not, you know, people misunderstand. I think the reason I, I love old bikes. I'll always have old bikes until the government come in and take them from my dead clutching fingers and, you know, bury them in the hole and then try give me an electric bike, but I'll be dead. So they won't be able to, um, you know, it's it's not it's not a, a technology snobbery that that stops me getting a new fancy bike. It's just it's just money. Um, but you know, the, the whole technology thing with bikes, anyway. Sorry. Yes, old bikes are a different experience to ride, and I think older bikes that don't have all the technology, that don't have the traction control, etc., they have a very different personality. They're much more likely to try to kill you. Um, is, does that make them more fun? Story. I don't know. You know, I don't know. Maybe it does. Yeah, but there is you have modern about bikes the... are two hundred brake horsepower. You don't need it. So, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, no. It. I mean, you rode a zero, and that's that's definitely a, a high tech bike. It's actually not. When you when you break it down, the zero is is it, it's it, it's electric, obviously. So it's high tech in that way, but. They're very simple bikes. I mean, it's literally twist to go and there's no gears. Um, you know, there's, you don't have all your, like on, for instance, the, my Jixxer that I'm rebuilding, that even has, that has a fuel pump to feed carburetors. Um, it's vac, they're vacuum carburetors. I think it's, I can't remember, CAC something, VCV, CV carburetor, something like that. Um, it actually has a throttle position sensor. That's a complicated twist and go system. Do you know what I mean? That is actually, there's a lot to that. And I not to discount the work that programmers have done in the background at zeros, but it's it's just throttled by wire, isn't it? It's it's actually fairly simple. It's twisting. No, that's true. Know? It's an off and on circuit, really. <laughs> at that yeah, point, yeah, it is. You know, interesting. So, what was your first bike? Do you remember? Because I feel like you've probably oh, yeah. had like nine hundred bikes by now. I wish uh, my first road bike was actually the Phaser. I just had it okay. a long time. Yeah, yeah, I had that nice. bike a long time. Put. What, what was it? It was about 50,000 kilometers when I sold it. Um, it's not actually that much mileage, but I injured my knee every year for like four years running at one point, which kept me off the bikes for like at least 10 weeks every time. <laughs> so, you know, that that was one thing. I've, I've My left knee is in absolute tatters. It doesn't really work very well. So I just have to mind it these days. Yeah, I get that. Well, what what, what age were you, did you start riding? Um, on the road, 22, because okay. I, 22 or 23, one of those ones. I don't remember that, actually. Um, but the reason being was, obviously, I couldn't really afford a bike through college. Um, but when I did I start riding bikes, I, you know, I rode dirt bikes and small pit bikes and stuff when I was younger, so. They were never mine. They were just uh, borrowed. Oh, they're the I best bikes I wasn't to have. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> you crashed it. Exactly, yeah. So what was the reason that you started your YouTube channel? Because, I mean, you're if you're putting up four videos a week, you're obviously really into it. And, and your channel speaks to that. I mean, it's your videos have a lot of work and thought put into them. 
Uh, well, thank you. I'm glad it appears that way. <laughs> most, most of them are just straight out of my brain. But um, but I think that that's but that's your style. I mean, that's it's genuine to you. And I think that that as a creator is important, right? You're not you're not trying to sling it as a commercial. I think, it, no, I think it's, it's it's great. It's just me talking about bikes. That's that's all my videos are really. So you know that's and even how I how I can think of a video at the moment is I literally just sit down um and say, Okay, what do I want to talk about today, bikes wise? And I'll just write down a couple of bullet points and that's my video. You know, I'll just talk to okay. those bullet points. So that's um I, I always write down bullet points because otherwise I have a tendency to ramble, as you probably have already noticed. Not picked up um, on that at all. <laughs> so I do need to kind of direct myself. And that's something I realized pretty early on with my videos because, you know, I'd sit down to edit and I'd get 15 minutes of what I actually wanted to talk about out of an hour's recording. And it's just 45 minutes of me going, yes, the sky is blue today. And also, did you know those type of clouds mean that it's more likely to rain later? It's like, no one wants to know that. No, no one came to watch a bike video to learn about the types of clouds that are in the sky at any particular time and how likely it is to rain. Um, but why did I start my channel? It's a funny one, right? Because... Why I started it was I just I felt at the time I needed to do something. Um, I used to play I used to play a lot of sports, uh, rugby in particular, and then you know my knee my knees just stopped me doing that. Um, I kind of I just wanted to find something to focus on, and I was always doing work on bikes anyway, and I always watched you know the likes of you know Jake the Garden Snake, Shadri Surgeon, do with Dan chasing two wheels all those, the bigger YouTubers and then lots and lots of smaller ones. I, I, if I went back and checked my, my old personal YouTube, um, there's, there's a lot of subscriptions on there, the who I'm subscribed to. Um, and I was kind of just thought like, Oh, you know, I watch videos. And I think I'd like to try that, you know? Um, so then I just, I just started it one day after I did the chain and sprockets on my, my phaser. And one of my friends asked me to, to, show him how to do it because he needed to do his phaser. So I just videoed it on my phone uh, and just sent him this really long video that was just shot on a mobile phone that was me sp speaking over it. I uh, just sent it to him on Dropbox, I think it was. And afterwards he came back and said, that was really good. Um, really, really helpful. I, you know, you basically showed me how to do it. So I was like, all right, I'll give this, I'll give this a crack. Um, and then once I started, uh, I also realized that it made me much better at speaking. I'm actually quite shy. Not, not as much anymore, thanks to the channel, but I used to be very poor at uh, talking to people who I didn't know. So, um, you know, talking to the likes of yourself, there's not a hope I would have come on a Zoom call. To, if you asked me to do this two years ago, not a chance. And no, I just wouldn't have done it. It's because it just would have been completely outside of my comfort zone. Um, so that's that's one thing that, that kind of, kept me doing it as I've really enjoyed all the people I've met through it. So why did I start? Um, just because it's something I wanted to try. And, but I think the, mm -hmm. the why I kept doing it is the much more uh, important thing really is just for the, the interaction, the friends I've made all over the world. Um, yeah, that's, that's the cool thing about it, I suppose. That is the thing that I think makes your channel genuine, but, I, but I think that it makes the, this whole YouTube thing so genuine is that, it's really weird that you can just reach out to someone anywhere and have a conversation. And there's that commonality of motorcycles, you know, it's, yeah, it's definitely. very unique. It so, is. It is. Touching on that. What would you say the overall theme of your channel is Now you do, you do a mixture of 
sort of what I would call talking head stuff where you're flogging, you're doing some, you're now doing the travel stuff, which we'll touch into in a bit, but that stuff's I think fantastic. COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The overall theme Again, it's just just if you were to put a word on it, bikes. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, that's um, fair. But I suppose that one thing that I'm always trying to trying to get across is how great bikes are. Um, Toaster will tell you that I've annoyed her to the point that you know she might might learn to ride a bike now. Um, you know, when when Big J was on uh, was is is and it was on the channel, I'm always telling him to learn to ride a bike. Anyone I can tell to ride a bike, I'm telling him to ride a bike because until people, I think. Um, you know, experience it. They don't understand just how much fun it is. There's no, like, if you were to ask me, do you want to drive two hours to the far side of Ireland to get a coffee and have a chat and let's go on my car? I'd say, not a hope. I have no interest in doing that. That sounds actually like torture. Four hours in a car there and back. No, absolutely not. Whereas if you rang me in the morning and say, hey, do you want to drive to the far end of Ireland? It's a six-hour round trip, and all we're doing is going to get coffee and have a look out at some pretty sights. I'd say, absolutely, yeah, let's go. That's the difference, you know. I think it's amazing the experience that you get. I mean, I've been riding for going on nine years, and I can still remember that first time, you know, that 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 experience that that feeling of of freedom it's just so unique yeah and to your point i mean you get in the car and you go anywhere and it's just dreadful but you get on the bike in 12 hours you don't care (laughs) it it suddenly doesn't matter i heard someone describe it before uh, and i think it i think it they put it really well is when you're riding a bike it's a 3d experience so you're fully engaged because you Mm -hmm. have to be um, you know, your, your, your sight, your smell, everything, you're just, you're just in it. Um, whereas in a car, especially modern cars, you're very removed from it. You know, you're sitting in a, in a nice comfy air conditioned box, probably listening to the radio or a podcast or some music. And you're, you're very much removed from what's going on outside of you. So, yeah. You know, it's, it's a different experience completely. So what things is, have you grown? I mean, you took a, a quick jump from a thousand K to what you're two and a half, almost three right now. Hold on. Oh, we're going to get live stats. Hold on. Live stats. Uh, two, three, seven, one right now. Wow. So yeah. you're flying at that. I mean, you, and, and I think you spoke to this before when we spoke, but it's interesting the jump from that thousand to two. Yeah, that was really, really quick. And I, to be honest, I still don't know what happened, but there was, there was three months, I think it was June, July and August where I was getting like 200 and something subs a month. Um, now it's back to average. It's after taking a dramatic dive, um, but it's back to about a hundred a month, which is still a lot. So I, you know, I'm not oh, absolutely. Um, but you know, that's that's where it's sitting right now. But yeah, I did, when I hit a thousand, it just skyrocketed for a while. For for whatever I mean, do you reason, th- I was thinking about this on on the ride back today. Do you think that maybe some of it's just sort of YouTube fatigue because um, of the pandemic? I mean, maybe, you know, maybe people watch a lot of YouTube or whatever else. But see, the thing is, and this is this is one issue, I suppose, with YouTube is you'll never know because no one will tell you. You mm-hmm. know, I, I remember, I think it was actually when I hit, I'm almost certain it's exactly when I hit 2,000 subscribers and I put up the, you know, thank you for 2,000 subscribers video. Um, it was like I flicked a switch. Immediately after that video, all of my views 
have been a lot lower on average for my videos, which, you know, it's fine. I've come to terms with it. The people still watch them. People still comment. That's the main thing for me. But definitely I see less comments. There's less engagements. There's less likes. Um, so, yeah, maybe it's just people are less involved in it because they're kind of, like you said, maybe they're just fatigued. But, or, you know, maybe my videos just got more crappy and I haven't noticed. <laughs> ah, now nah, come on now. It's, it's one of those I two things where... <laughs> I just thought it was interesting because it, it's it's kind of we uh, backpack and I were having a, a, a discussion. I wouldn't say an argument because it wasn't, but about like you know food. I feel like that's all we live for. It's like we get up, we eat, we work, we go to bed. There's no like life as it is right now is so weird. It's yeah. it's it's just different. It's very linear. Yeah. So you're it, playing it an is. old platform PC game. You know, mm-hmm. Moving on. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's very odd. So what would you say at this point would be your best trip that you've taken on a motorcycle to date? I mean, is there something that stands out that you've done that, that was very unique for you? Uh, the best one. Yeah, I think there is one that stands out just, just straight off the bat is uh, the camping trip I took last October mm-hmm. um, because it was really poorly thought out as a camping trip. You know, the weather the weather was <laughs> terrible, but... Well, we went, we went, I think there was this, that, that whole weekend is over a four video span. I think, you know, there's the camping, um, there is the Connor pass in, which is absolutely stunning. Um, and there's uh, uh, a drive and yeah, I think there may be three videos, but yeah, that, that trip, that was just so much fun. You know, myself and Kev, um, uh, who's in loads of my videos, you, you probably know him at this point but um you know we just took off we packed up the bikes we took off we set up camp just behind a beach uh there's a pub literally 10 10 minutes up the up the road so we set up the tents had a chat at the tents for a while it started to get pretty dark so we said right we'll go up to the pub now had a couple of points of guinness in the pub came back you know had our fire going at the camp then for a while and Went to bed, got up, got in the ocean the next morning, straight off the bat in October. Oh, cool. In October, it was it was it wasn't cool. It was cold. It was freezing. <laughs> um, you know. Then we packed up all our stuff and we headed off to Slee Head, and it just rained. I mean, it rained and rained and rained and rained for the day, but it was still really fun. You know, there's 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 trips like that. I don't think even the weather can take the fun out of. That was just that was a brilliant weekend, and I would quite happily do it again. I think it adds to the experience. There's that one video that you have that you're riding in the rain and you're talking about the rain coming up your pants and you're going on and on about you know, forgetting your rain gear. And I think that those are the, I think sometimes the bad rides are almost the rides that are more fun in a way. I'm glad and they're more fun for you. <laughs> <laughs> I've had that experience, you know, the, the, the first day that we got our rain gear, uh, we bought it on a Friday, we went riding Saturday we forgot the rain gear. And of course we just got drenched like to the point yeah, yeah. where it was just ridiculous. That's always the way. And yeah, I mean, it, it, I, I'm pretty sure that as long as I pack the rain gear, I'll never need it. It's the day that I don't, I'll need it, which is messed up. But yep. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's just, that's just how, how the gods of bike look upon us. They're like, Oh, you bought some nice new rain gear and you forgot it. Well, you're never going to use it. <laughs> here's, here's 5 million liters of water on your head. It's like, thanks, thanks. I appreciate that. You know, couldn't have waited a day. No? Okay. 
I, I always find it funny when you're out riding, you see cars pulled over because it's a downpour. Meanwhile, you're still going on a bike. Cowards. The worst, Man the up. worst, the worst I've ever ridden in was I was going back down to Cork. I used to work in Cork and uh, my family are from Kilkenny where I live now. Um, I, was, I was still on the phaser at the time uh, with a back tire that probably wasn't great anymore. Um but I was going back down and there was the threat of heavy rain. So I said, right, okay, I'll go out the way that, you know, you go, it's maybe 40 minutes on fun roads. And then it's about an hour on just motorway or highway or interstate, whatever you call it over there. Just, you know, two lane carriageway, basically. Uh, well, two lane each side. Um, and the rain was so bad at one point for like 20 minutes solid that there were cars pulling in and I couldn't see. I was just following brake lights in front of me or you know I was just following running lights I suppose with the red lights off the cars because I, I literally I couldn't see um, so if someone had decided to just drive straight off I would have followed them <laughs> off, <laughs> off a cliff I wouldn't have, I would have known um, and I, I, after about 10-15 minutes it got so bad I just waited under a, an overpass um, and I remember I got it, I got off the bike left the bike running because I was afraid there was so much water I was afraid if I turned it off it might not turn back on yeah. so I just left the bike running and I got in over the barrier just in case. And I remember there was a river. There was a river of water just running out of my sleeve on my rain. I'm like, you know, this was my rain gear. And I was like, oh, that's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, that that that's definitely a bad ride for sure. Now, do you have somewhere in Ireland that's sort of your go-to route? Like I know here I go into Pennsylvania a lot and I, I ride the river. Do you have a, a, a ride that you seem to to gravitate towards that's a favorite um, not really, uh, not really. I, I, I know because I lived in Cork, I know a lot of Cork now and I know a lot of Kerry, um, and obviously lots around Kilkenny and also good chunks of Wexford and Waterford because that's the South of Ireland is kind of just where, where I have ridden my bike a lot. Um, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I have a go-to like if, if, if I'm going out at a weekend and I know I have some time, I'll just pick somewhere to go to and I think that's a lot something the channel has helped a lot with is in a previous life before I did YouTube videos yeah maybe I would have just went on you know the same roads a lot but now I'm always I think I'm doing the people who watch the channel a disservice if I don't go to somewhere new and show them hey you haven't seen this road before or you haven't seen this monument before etc um, obviously with, with the lockdown this year it's just been a lot of my commute home road, which is a nice road. So I don't mind, I don't mind using that one. It's, it's, it's pretty. And I take different routes. Um, but no, I, I don't think I have a go-to, but my favorite road, the favorite section of road uh, is definitely all down around Killarney um, where I did the handle phaser handover video recently. That whole route is just uh chef's kiss. Magnificent. <laughs> Your your scenery of Ireland's just amazing. I love the I love the stone fences. It's something I always thought was just beautiful. Yeah, until you crash your bike through one. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> what the Let's right on, not yeah, wish that upon you. <laughs> wait wait till I I was gonna do it all this year, but wait till I get up to Galway and Mayo and Donegal and Clare because the stone walls there are just everywhere. And they're just, they're, you know, they've, they're fantastic looking. So, yeah, I'll show you that soon. I look forward to it. So you've added the drone lately, right? You have what, a Maverick Mini 2? No, it's a Mavic Air. 
Oh, at Maverick Air. Wow, look at you. I got it half price off a friend who was selling it for some reason. Nice. Mm-hmm. Now, I know when we took our trip, I was looking to get one and I was surprised by like the restrictions of how little you can do with the drone, at least here in the States, unless you're commercial. And of course, it varies by state to state. Obviously, it's really added a lot to your channel. I mean, I think it's just fantastic to watch those drone shots. And I mean, you Thank seem you. to have mastered it really well. I don't know about that. <laughs> I always picture me buying a drone. It appears in one video. You never see it again. There's no talk of it later. It's just, yeah, it's that's, that's, ne- that's nearly happened a few times. <laughs> but how do you, I mean, do you, obviously it's become another creative tool. I mean, do you think that that's added? Do you think that the bang for your buck, if somebody's looking to add a drone to their channels there, or do you think it adds some complication to the creative process? Um, I think if you can get one half price, like I did, it's, <laughs> it's very, very much worth it. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a very expensive tool that you won't utilize the same way as for instance, you use, you know, one, one of these, like mm-hmm. this, this thing has done when I, when I think about it, it's done thousands of hours of footage. Um, and I think I paid, you know, 380 euro for this. So you know, slightly over $400, but I bought this brand, you know, brand new when they came out and it's just, it's been a workhorse. And I know some people complain about the hero seven black, but brilliant investment. So as long as you're okay, investing, you know, more, a lot more money than that for, for a decent drone, um, and you know, you, you have to be comfortable with the fact that you're going to use that maybe 2% of what you use your GoPro for. Um, then yeah, it's, it's, it definitely, it, it adds a huge, like places I go to in Ireland are often, you know, they're like, I like ruins. So they're often overgrown. So from, from a me perspective or a point of view, um, it's, it's quite a, I feel it's a weak Mm-hmm. you know, d- visual description of what I'm trying to show people. Whereas the drone is just, like you said, it's just, it just gives you such a good um, creative method of getting something up in the air and showing someone, this is what it looks like. You know, this is what I wanted to show you. This, this, like that, the, this, I think it was Kill Michael, Kill Michael Castle when, yes. You know, if you look at that, when just you did visually, that spin around, it was awesome. Exactly. And and I like, if you'd walk up to that with your own eyes and, you know, if you're walking around it in person, it's different, but just from a point of view on a camera, it's like, okay, I see a big brick wall and it's just overgrown with some, with some, you know, with foliage or whatever. And then you, you put up the drone and you're like, Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is on, you know, a big sweeping bend of a river and it's surrounded by forest and, you know, the Abbey is beside it and there's, there's a, an estate over in the distance. It's just, it, it's like, that's what I want to show you. So has it been worth it for me? Yeah, absolutely. I absolutely, I love my drone. I love my drone at 100% and I'm really happy I got it. Um, but I think if someone is looking to add it to their channel, it's never going to pay for itself. Well, at my current growth and my yeah. current YouTube channel, like it's, you know, I don't do it for money. If I did it for money, I'd retire. Um, <laughs> uh, but as long as you're comfortable with knowing that you're putting a lot of money into something that you're not going to use very often and that you could lose to a strong gust of wind into a cliff face at any moment, then yeah, go for it, you know, but just, just be prepared to, to excrete some bodily fluids into your pants every time you lose connection to your drone. Cause your drone will lose connection. It, that happens. Um, the one where I went out around the lighthouse, uh, 
I didn't show it in the video, but there's a point where I was sent trying to do a full circle of the lighthouse, but the wind was so strong. As soon as you got out around the lighthouse, the wind was so strong, it just lost connection. And I was like, okay, my drone's gone. And then I just saw it like slowly returning because I had set home and I was like, oh, thank God. Uh, oh, thank God. <laughs> so it did, it did come back to me, thankfully. Yeah, that's, that's the problem is I think with, with all this equipment, the more you, uh, the more you want to try creative stuff, there's just a lot of things that you don't use that often. I mean, I purchased that gimbal and I love it, but there's just very few things to use it for. Um, but yeah. when you do, it's awesome. But it, yeah, that's an interesting point, especially with that, I think, because you, to your point, you have the realistic issue of losing it. Mm. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to lose my gimbal. But what I, what I would say to people as well is, no, don't get too caught up. Like, yeah, am I happy with my drone? Yes. Um, would I still make all of those videos without it? Also, yes. Like one person who I love how he makes his videos and, you know, he's over 300,000 subscribers is, is Brian636 and his hood eats. You know, he just rides somewhere, gets some food. He's using a single GoPro on his chin. And then when he's eating, he uses his phone and he doesn't even have a microphone plugged into his phone. It's just video with his phone. That's it. And, you know, you can see how you can see how successful he's been. And it's because he tells a story, you know, he tells a story about the history and the culture of the area he's going to. And you you don't need all the fancy, expensive gear if you're trying to tell a story. So don't don't think that you do. Does it help? Absolutely. Does it does it, you know, visually capture attention much better? Absolutely. Do you need it? No. You know, if you focus on the story you're trying to tell. Yeah, you might not capture everyone. There might be 10% who's looking for that drone footage, who's looking for that game, gimbal footage. I think the bulk of the people are there for, for you and the story you're trying to tell. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, that's an interesting point because I think it's very easy, especially coming from a technology background, to get caught up in that. Mm. You know, it's like we were talking about earlier. It's like the cameras. You know, the, 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 the return for what you're doing may or may not really even be there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And even like, like you said, it's, it's so, and I, I, I'm guilty of it. Uh, I know we've had this conversation as I'm always thinking like, oh, you know, I'd love to get a, a 4k camera for when I'm doing my maintenance videos with the, you know, road microphone on the top and all that. And realistically, what I did of late is my garage videos. I used to even have a, you know, my, my lapel mic and stuff on. And then, then recently I said, okay, well, you know, it was a poll I put up on Instagram is, you know, do you want to see a weekly Jigsaw video? Um, I'm just going to put less editing into it and, you know, less setting up of the camera and stuff. And people, people voted, yeah, we just want to see Jigsaw videos. So all I have been using, and I probably shouldn't tell people this, all I've been using is this camera with the built-in microphone. That is it. Because there's not much wind in that shed. It's, it's fairly enclosed. Um, you know, by trees and stuff. So there's not much wind and wind is the killer. Wind is the killer, as you know. Mm -hmm. And then I've just been doing a lot of work with the audio in post. Um, again, one of the things you told me long ago with multiband compressor, that's one one thing I'm using. And um, then a couple of other things I picked up along the way um, from many other people, you know, Brandon Picasso gave me some great hints on audio as well. Um, but that's all I've been using. So, you know, that is that is an entry level Nikon D3500 with the entry level uh, 15 or 18 to 55 millimeter kit lens. That's all that is. And that's what I'm shooting with. So you don't need the fanciest equipment to make videos. And those Jigster videos are doing pretty well uh, for my channel. So, you know, that'll tell you people are the people are there for 
the work you're doing, the story you're telling, I think more so than the, the, the good visuals. Audio is important though. People will click off your video if you've crappy audio. They might not if you've not so good video. Well, and that's the thing that I that I always learned in, in moving into digital production was that audio is key. If your video is crappy, that's one thing. But if they can't hear you, there's no engagement. And that's that's just terrifying because it's you know cutting out every other word or there's that echo and yeah, you know, we 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 film in kitchens and it's just terrible. It's like the the hardest part of learning that job is trying to mic somebody in a kitchen. Yeah, yeah, because it's so echoey. <laughs> yeah, all, but I always thought that, that was surfaces. I always thought that was the interesting part with motorcycles. Like if you can mic somebody on a motorcycle, you can pretty much figure anything out because it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. All the bad stuff is occurring all at once. You yeah. Know? Got that insane wind to deal with. Absolutely. So do you have any long-term uh, goals for your channel? Do you think, I mean, do you, do you think about it like that or you stay in the moment? Cause I think I, there's a part of me that thinks long-term goals is good. And I think the other part of me thinks it's terrifying. <laughs> um, I don't really, I, I, uh, break it down a bit, right? I don't have long-term goals for the channel per se. I have long-term goals for my bikes. But, you know, okay. my bikes have kind of become synonymous, I suppose, with my channel because, you know, my bike, my bikes are my channel and my channel is my bikes. Would I have the bikes without the channel? I'd have the bikes without the channel, but I wouldn't have the channel without the bikes. So, you know, the channel is the bikes, if that makes sense. Um, mm -hmm. And I have lots of plans for my bikes, so... Long term, yeah, there's, there's there's so much there. You know, I want to get the Jigster on the road. I want to bring the Jigster on track. I want to bring the CBF foreign. I want to tour cool. on it. You know, yeah, I, I I really hope it'll be cool. We'll see. <laughs> I want to visit. You know, there's there's one particular Spanish, um, like, uh, Templar castle that I went to years ago that I really want to bring and show everyone because it is magnificent where it is. And I'm just going to fly the drone and pretend like I don't know about local laws and see what happens. If I get arrested and shot, I get arrested and shot. It's a, it's a risk I'm willing to take. But um, you also have to think about the return for your views. I mean, if you get shot on camera, that's, you know, you got to do it as, for the as likes. As long as I don't die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that's a given. Um, and then, you know, the Magna, I want to fully rebuild the Magna. I want to take that down to the frame. I want to repowder coat the frame. I want to completely change the color. Um there's the other secret bike that you know about that I still haven't told everyone else about. Um, I have lots of plans for that. And, and then that's I the Harley Davidson Road Glide you bought, right? Oh, I gave uh, it away. Sorry. I, I, I wish. <laughs> if, anyone, <laughs> if anyone wants to lend me a lot of money, I'll buy one. Um, you know, but I suppose long term for the channel, then it's it's not really something I ever thought about until fairly recently. Um, but. You know, I'd be lying if I said I didn't want to do bike videos full time. I'd love to do bike videos full time. Mm -hmm. And it's other people who put that in my head. So you've all confused me, damn you. Um, <laughs> but it, is, is it a goal? Not really, because I personally still don't see it as realistic. And I think if I let myself think about that too much, it'd get me down because, you know, I'd be aiming for it and I wouldn't be making much progress towards it, if that makes sense. So, you know... It'd, it'd have to be something that I thought, okay, you might get there in 10, 15 years, but uh, I can't think that far ahead in my head. So I just don't think about it. But I suppose a long, long-term goal is kind of like, huh, could I do this full time? But I, I don't think it's a realistic goal. So 
Re- realistically, the long-term goals is just add more bikes and finish all the projects, I suppose. Yeah. But I think that's good because it's keeping it genuine to your branding. It, it's, you're not trying to steer it in a different direction. You know, it's, it's a day in your life. It's just bikes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's it. I mean, that, that's, that's genuine. As a creator, what, what kind of inspires you? Like what, what inspires you to make videos? Is it to share your story? Is it to document that for, for lack of a word, historical purposes? So you can look back and say, you know, these are the things that I did to the bike. Um, yes, there's, there's, there's one element, like I said, at the very, very start, I want to show people that working on bikes isn't that bad. Um, you know, if I can do it, if I, I feel if I can do it, anyone can do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I generally use pretty basic tools that anyone can get. And it's so one thing that I always try to show people is, you know, there's, um, there's lots of kind of older generations of bikers who... Often, and I, it's been said to me, you know, I'll say, okay, well, uh, you know, I'm rebuilding this section of bike. And even, for instance, when I did the forks and the phaser, it is so easy to go out and buy that one spanner you need to loosen the top clamp uh, or to loosen the top cap while it's still in the clamp in the bike. And, lo- you know, people that always say, oh, that's not the way to do it. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of like, you know, you're not really doing the job unless you make it yeah. hard on yourself. No, go buy the proper tool. You know, anyone can afford that tool. It's not that expensive. If you're going to do the job, make it easy on yourself. And that's that's one thing is definitely I try to show people that, and it's, it's something I really, really want to do is try to show people that anyone can work on their bikes. Um, other things then, you know, what inspires me is the, the food videos I started doing. Uh, definitely Suburban Delinquent. I watched him for a long, 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 long time. And also Brian six or six's hood eats. Uh, I re- I'd, I'd love to try emulate them better. Um, like, you know, suburban delinquent is just, he, his videos are fun and he has, you know, really good shots of the food and stuff. And then Brian six or six has a really good, like I said, relevant historical slash cultural talk of the area he's going to. And then also shows the food, but in a much more kind of simple ways shows food and then says it's nice or it's not nice. So, I'd like to get to a level that I'm like, okay, I think, I think I have my own spin on this and I'm happy mm-hmm. with it. Um, so they definitely, those, those are two people who inspire me. And, and one thing is just to show people these are nice places to eat and you can go to them on your bike. Um, and I suppose that that's just the team as well as, you know, I want to show people it's so much easier to go see certain things or certain monuments on your bike. Cause you don't have to worry about parking or traffic or narrow roads. And, yep. and just, I suppose just to show how, how good a place Ireland is for ride a, a motorcycle as well. in in general. Yeah. I mean, it's just beautiful. And that that's actually would be my next question. So the one thing that I always found with riding is that when you tour, it's always, it's always best to grab somebody like you off the street and say, Hey, if I were you and I wanted to go for this to eat or, this to see, I always find that the locals have that. So if I came to Ireland, what would be the ride that I should do? Like what, what would be, do you think that there's something that speaks to you as being quintessential Ireland versus the tourist Ireland? Um, I suppose, well, to be honest, all of it is, all of it is, you know, quintessential Ireland. Ireland is, it's, it's, it's too small to have pockets, but you definitely have a very different Ireland in like, you know, Dublin is, is radically different to the rest of the country, in mm-hmm. my opinion. 
Um, you know, Dublin is a modern European city. Uh, not to say that Cork, Cork and them, you know, aren't, but Cork is definitely, Cork feels like a really big town, uh, whereas Dublin feels like a really big city. Um, you know, and all the all the, the good and bad points that come with that, you know, there's lots of places to eat in Dublin, there's lots of places to see in Dublin, but there's also lots of crime in Dublin, you know, same yeah. as every same as every big city. Uh, but one thing that I would say to anyone anyone who is a, a biker who comes to Ireland, um, it's a ready made route, uh, is the Wild Atlantic Way. Uh, I've done sections of it on the channel and it's just you know, you have the Copper Coast. Uh, I'm not actually sure that is part of the Wild Atlantic Way, I think, but the Copper Coast, I did a video on that. Um, Killarney, uh, you know, West Cork, uh, Glengariff, you know, all the way up the coast. Like you go, you you start, if you start in Wexford and just travel all along the coast and all the way up to Donegal, you, you just can't go wrong. Or, you know, if you just pick sections of it, do some sections in Mayo, uh, like Westport, out to... Um, the the islands out there I can't, I can't remember the name now it's terrible but uh, you know, I, 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 I was planning on going there this year and I, I'm going to go there next year now but like you've Keen Bay Keel Bay they're out there as well and Mayo and it's, yeah you just you just can't go wrong they're absolutely stunning views there's lots of like local places to eat there's pubs you can eat in there's lots yeah. of good places to stay B&Bs hotels um, you don't really have to worry about your bike being robbed or disturbed out that way Uh yeah, it's just just any any of the Wild Atlantic Way. Um, uh, to be honest, if you come to Ireland and you're American, um, and this is just for the Americans, is your country is humongous. Mm-hmm. So for you to ride to certain sections of Ireland, it's gonna surprise you how long it takes because all our roads do this. You know, point A to point B in a straight line might be two miles, but to get there, it might take you ten miles riding. Um, and there, lots of them are slow, narrow roads. Um, so, yeah, all, all of it is good to ride, uh, particularly <laughs> the particularly the Wild Atlantic Way. Particularly, um, it's like a ready made, it's like a ready made tour tour route. Um, but you're, it's gonna take you longer than you think. So it, you know, it's only like. I think it's 2,000 kilometers long, but you wouldn't do it in two days. And I think those are the best roads. Just ripping up the highway is just kind of boring. There's a time and a place for it, but it's, it's, it's great that you can cover ground quick, but you don't really get anything from that experience. It's just a big straight road, isn't it? Yeah. Who wants that? <laughs> you throw the cruise control on, you have the tunes on, and next thing you know, you know, four hours later, you're in, you know, somewhere else. Yeah. But no, I can understand. So let's get to the important questions, the things that really matter here. What is your favorite style of Jameson? Ha, huh, easy. Stout edition. Stout uh, cask mates stout aged. Oh, that's good. Now, did you try the coffee? Uh, yes, I have. It's also delicious, but stout is still my favorite. Stout the is co- still the, the cast mates, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's the coffee one is a close second. That was really good. I'm surprised. I was on this whiskey kick and then a scotch kick. And then for whatever reason, I never tried Jameson. And then once I did, I was done. And then we had talked about you know the, the different varieties of it, and I was just like, wow, this is a rabbit hole. Yes. <laughs> this is a really big rabbit hole. Jameson is just delectable. <laughs> now, Jameson or Guinness? Now, if you can only get one, which one are you going with? 
Ooh. Do I want to get really drunk or just have a quiet night with some points? That that's the question. You know, if you if you said to me we're going out and we're going to get really drunk, then Jemison. If you're saying we're going out, and we're just having a you know a couple of quiet drinks, then probably Guinness. Okay. Also, yeah, I probably so. just have to murder you to get the Guinness and the whiskey. That, that's you're not going to send me to the bar with the leprechauns, are you? <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell people about that story. Secret. Oh, that's a great story. So as simple as this seems, the one thing, and, and I'm I'm a big documentary guy, so I've watched why do, why we ride. So that's my question: Why do you ride? Is there something that that at its core? Why do you ride? Um, it's my therapy, I suppose. Do you know, it's my it's 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 good for the brain. Um, yeah, it's, if I if I if I'm off my bike too long, not even not even riding. Um, I'm going to modify that if that's okay. It's not even why I ride; it's why I ha- bike. If just just encapsulate bikes, mm-hmm. because if I can't ride it for a week or two and I'm able to work on them, that's as that's as good for me because I love working on my bikes too. So, like, there's no, there's very few things in the world that will compare to you know when I got the Jigsaw to start up the first time. It's just that's that is such a good feeling and I, same as same as it's going to be when I go out and ride it same as when I get in the CBF and go for a spin or the Magna when I go for a rip yeah just I suppose how happy it makes me that's, mm-hmm. that's probably why it's and it's weird that you say that I mean it's it's such a strange experience that something can change you at your core that simply you know, I can I can ride into the office and ride four miles, and that made my day. Mm. You know, versus uh, you know, it's it's just interesting. That's cool. Yeah, that is that is a really good question. So, what's that? There's a radical difference in my mood in say you know spring, summer, autumn in Ireland when I I can ride all of the time basically. Uh, to right now because right now I do have to use the car a bit to and from work because it's it's a big main road and you know we have a lot of rain at the moment and we also have a lot of you know frozen weather at the moment so the main road is just it's just not safe um mm-hmm. not that not that it's not safe not that I wouldn't get there I'd get there but you know it's like you're probably quadrupling your risk is to you know in comparison to the summer when you've dry roads and you know not covered in mud and stuff like that you know our roads get really bad in winter um but my mood is like if you compare me to the summer and now, there's no comparison. Or even even autumn and spring to now, there's no comparison. I'm just a a much much more upbeat person when I get to ride my bike to and from work. And I know that sounds silly. It's just you know like oh what changed? What changed? I just rode my bike today. That's it. Uh, it, it's, it makes a huge difference. And and I, I think that that's great. It's and it's hard. I mean, especially in your climate when you're you get so much rain you know, to take away from that experience. But I think that that's the cool part about you working on the bike is you have that experience beyond the bike. You know, you don't necessarily have to be out riding on the days when you can. Yeah. And it's, you know, that's some people, some, that's something that some people don't get is, you know, I am, I am genuinely, I am, I, I am just as much rewarded from working on my bikes as, Writing them. That's probably why I have so many because <laughs> one has to be broken all the time. <laughs> you know okay, what I mean? Fair enough. <laughs> if if one, if they all work perfectly, then I don't have something to work on. I'm just going to buy another one. What's wrong with that? Well, 
I suppose I should probably put my life together and save for a house at some point, you know? (laughs) You're going to die of something. You might as well go out happy, right? You know, it's important. And that's the, that's the thing with the house, right? You know, we, we bought our house two years ago and while it's great and I wouldn't change it, it feels like it's the anchor, you know, you, you need somewhere to live, but you, it it sort of becomes the prison because now you're paying for it versus the, uh, you know, if, if rent wasn't so crazy, I'd rent forever. But, you know, unfortunately, landlords want to become very wealthy off their mm-hmm. tenants. So that's just that's just, that's, that's just the way the world is. That's what killed us here is that every year it was more expensive than the year before. Yeah. Yet, you know, if you buy a house, once you get over that hump, it, it stays pretty much the same, you yeah. know, which is which is crazy. So I have a fan question. Someone you may know. Mr. Nate, a.k.a. my son, has a question for you. And I don't know that you can answer this, (laughs) but he is a fan. He does watch your show and he is subscribed to it. But he wants to know something that I think (laughs) all of our viewers want to know. Why are these so damn magically delicious? I have no idea. I have, uh, <laughs> I have, I have never seen or heard of Lucky Charms. You know what I mean? Not, other than you, you guys tell me. They don't exist in Ireland. They're not a thing. Well, we're going to fix that. We're going to put these in a box and ship them to you. And you can realize how bad American life is. If, if this is what we've made of Ireland, you should just unsubscribe <laughs> to my channel. Never come to America again. Uh, nah, I, I'll definitely still come. Don't worry. The interesting part with these is there's the, the, I don't know what this is, but then you have the marshmallow side. So when Nate was little, he used to just eat the marshmallows. So when you pour them out, it was just the, it was just the, you were just getting the rest. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Come on, kiddo. Smart, smart. Uh, No, thank you for that. I'm very excited to try them now because they look really good. To be honest, American cereals generally are really good because you just have so much sugar in them. And so it's, they're great. (laughs) And then we wonder why everybody's like overweight and diabetic. But well, you know. Yeah, but they're delicious. <laughs> they're magically delicious. Don't Magic, screw magically it. It's magically right, delicious. Sorry, it's right there course. on the box somewhere. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Oh, oh, wait. And these are, oh, these are special ones. There's unicorns in these. I get unicorns. And it's family size or gorilla size. I mean, depending on, that'll, that'll, on how that'll you do, view. That'll do one bowl for me. <laughs> a family of four or one gorilla is actually what is. <laughs> yep. Perfect. Perfect. So first off, I can't thank you enough for, for coming on the show. But what, what are your let's this is your time. What are your shout outs? Do you have any projects you want to talk about? Anything that you uh, you want to promote while you're here? Um. Well, first off, thank you very much for having me on. Uh, it's genuinely an, an, an honor to be the first guest. Um, projects? My ongoing project is the channel, so uh, if you've never mm-hmm. checked it out, please do pop over and have a look. Yes. Um, at the moment, I'm rebuilding a 1996 Suzuki GSX-R 750SRAD that was sitting in a shed for, for 13 years, 13 years, 13 plus years. And I just got that started. So that's exciting. So there's one thing that you could follow along. Um, yeah, there's the ongoing Magna Sagna Saga, which I will eventually fix completely. There's food reviews. Uh, there's visits to places. And we we actually just got off lockdown this week. So I'm allowed to travel around my county again. So I'll hopefully be able to go places, uh, one or two nice. places. Um, yeah, that's, that's it really. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, 
I don't really do know how to promote things. I just make videos and put pictures on Instagram. So if you want to follow along with those, please go have a look. Yeah. And we're going to, I'll make sure that there's a link in the description to that. And everyone that sees this really does need to check out your channel. Yeah, Although I get very confused when you ride on the other side of the road, but that's okay. My mind is small. So Okay. So you ride on the right side of the road. We ride on the correct side of the right road. side of the road. That's yes. So then we're both right or correct. What's funny is when Backpack walks into the room and I'm watching one of your videos and she doesn't realize it, she starts freaking out because she can't process why you're on the on the correct side of the road. <laughs> well, like there's there's you know there are people who watch because you know how the GoPro makes everything look really like mm-hmm. in your face, you know, dynamic or whatever, and you know, and if I'm riding quickly on a narrow more narrow road and a car is coming against me to me that's just like that's fine you know you just kind of you go close to the ditch and you pop back out and the car is past you but you i do that in one smooth motion because i'm used to it but uh you know i've gotten many messages of people are like you're gonna die you're go you're being crazy and like no no that's just those are our roads that's how they work (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's 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 just how they that's how they look so don't worry about it it's fine that's funny. <laughs> no, and, and I really want to take time out to thank you for your mentoring and, and helping me learn this process. I mean, it's been fabulous. It's it's a wonderful community and you, you've certainly welcomed me to that. And I'm very grateful for that. So thank you. Well, I didn't even realize I was mentoring you. So you're more than welcome if I was. No, I mean, you, you have. And, and not only that, I mean, it's just even with this, you know, it, it's a big deal to have me on, have you on the show and, and to, to, to have this. And, you know, you were nice enough to bring me on yours. Uh, Anytime. I really had no clue what I was doing. <laughs> but I'm not sure that I do yet anyway, but I, I greatly appreciate that. So um, I want to make sure that if you're watching this, please check out Gorilla Bikers channel. I will put links in the description for the Instagram and <laughs> on the gram, because you got to do it for the gram. Got it. Yeah. But yeah. um and, you know, I mean, you just have some amazing views of Ireland, so it's definitely worth checking out. Even if you don't like bikes, God forbid, you got to check out your channel. Yeah, there's a lot There's a lot of bike photos on Instagram, in fairness. But there's also uh, the, the mm-hmm. new baby kitten, Splat. Uh, there's my dog sometimes. There's pictures of landscapes sometimes. Oh, there's hands. And there's, there's hands occasionally. Um, <laughs> and one thing is I, I don't actually ever say it because I'm terrified as soon as I mention it, I'm just going to lose like 200 followers. I'm actually like really close to a thousand followers on Instagram, like 12 off or something. Like yes. That. So yeah, come on, give me over a thousand. Come on. Absolutely. Let's do it. So if you're watching this, please subscribe to his Instagram as well. Thank you. Well, I want to thank you for coming on. Um, Thank you all for watching and um, keep an eye out. We're going to try and put this out on Sunday mornings, our time, uh, probably like 7 a.m. our time. Um, A lot of people have reached out to want to continue this. So I'm really excited to continue this conversation with other riders and creators. And uh, please consider subscribing. Give this video a like, leave a comment. Um, I don't know. What should they do? You have you have the whole outro crew thing down, man. Ah, uh, just practice. Um, yeah, just just like and subscribe to Bryce's channel because it's because it's great and he's he's a nice dude. And 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 critically, notice how goddamn good his video looks. <laughs> Look at that! Look at that! It's absolutely magnificent. I think that's important. Give give the man give the man give the man a hand for how good that setup is. Like the blue, but it's beautiful. It's professional. You know, I, um, it's got to be said. Yeah. It's got to be said. 
You, you buy, you get buy anything on Amazon. Yeah, like if you look behind me, there's just this bike gear. That's Toaster's bike gear. That's my bike gear. There's a door, you know. There's, there's a wall. Yeah, I plan on hanging some bike pictures on that wall, but it's, they're not. Oh, actually, hold on, hold on. Apologies if this gets my crotch. I really hope it doesn't. Uh oh. Oh no! There goes. So uh, one thing that is important that I still haven't hung up yet. Oh, there it is. <laughs> so that that has to go up. I have also the uh, the print you guys sent me. So I, I never properly thanked you because I have actually have a mail call video scheduled. For, I've, I've meant to do it for so long. I've like five. There is no need now. to thank us. We no, were, it's, we so it's going to happen. Do it. It's going to happen. No, but Bri, Bri uh, and Backpack sent me some some really great stuff and it's, it's going to be home up soon. <laughs> it's just then, moving you know, house, uh, you know, it's, it's all it's part of making it your home. That's it. So we got to keep an eye out for splat. We got to keep an eye out for blue and we got to keep an eye out for the hands. <laughs> yeah, the old toasterino. There's actually, actually, if you want to, um, very exciting stuff coming up, uh, Tuesday's video, which I just rendered before I came on here and I'll be uploading later. Oh, you, you get to see the back of toaster's head. What? Mm-hmm. No, see, I'm not going to watch that because I like the allure that we don't know what toaster, who Toaster is. Toaster could you, be you anybody. See, you still never know. It's just the back of her head. I, I won't lie. I, I find myself looking at that thumbnail when she's wearing the helmet and my head's trying to process what she could look like. And it's like, oh, this is so twisted that I'm doing this. It's like a whole blockhead thing. Like, who is it? Nobody knows. Yeah, yeah. yeah I wonder. Well, she, does, now she can you, never. If you meet blockhead in person, I wonder, does he take off his helmet? What if you don't really see them? What if it's like Men in Black where they pop you with a little thing at the end? What if he's not a real person? What if he's a cyborg? See, that's brilliant marketing because it could be the same person. It's like the Stig. Nobody really knows who the Stig is. Well, that's back when Top Gear was real. Yeah, yeah. And I was just going to go on note. Although I will, I will say crap. that Chris... What's the, what's the good Chris's second name? The one who currently presents. He's good. Like he knows. His I stuff gave up games. after Hamster left. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. But no, I, I like him. I don't like um Not that I don't like them. It's just that the two new guys that aren't the Chris guy, I, I just, they're not really car people to me. So, you know, it's, I still watch it sometimes. I don't really watch much TV, but yeah, not, not for me. Fair enough. And you don't want to talk about your favorite IT crowd episode, right? (laughs) Those of you who don't know, that's just a running joke. I absolutely love the IT crowd. And someone claims they've seen it. I've seen it. I'm just not good at quotes. But the internet episode is my favorite episode. (laughs) I think that's probably my favorite episode, Jeff. I I always wanted to make that box for my boss and leave it on his desk. (laughs) That'd be good. That'd be good. Absolutely. Brent. Well, I can't thank you enough. Uh, please keep an eye out for the next episode of Behind the Rider. And we will see you when we see you. Peace, folks. Thanks again. Adios. Well, that was a good adios. Mm.